Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. You are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Bad company turns sour, slumped over the waking hour. Here I go, fading like a flower. You picked me cause I was so
Well, yeah, oh yeah, oh my, mamma mia, oh mamma mia, and a bag of garlic sticks. Welcome to a brand new, fresh, uninterrupted, and underlaid episode of Bar Talk right here on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, 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 folks. I'm so excited. It is a Sunday, lovely Sunday night as of recording, and I am just feeling the pain. Uh, right here, you know, just the general pain of having to do this shit all over again. But nonetheless, it is a labor of love because it is always a pleasure sitting down for a new episode of Bar Talk, even if it is El Solo, like I am tonight, and just uh, ch- chatting a bit about some songs, about what's been going on, and uh, playing those songs so you folks at home have something to do other than being locked up if you're in Sydney, hung over if you're in Melbourne like I was today, or somewhere else in the world. Whatever your situation is, we don't care because all we care about is good music. Was that was that an appropriate introduction? I hope it was. If not, well, too fucking late. You're not getting another bloody introduction. Yes, this is Bar Talk, the show where every week we have a chat to an independent Aussie or Kiwi artist and get around to playing some new independent artists that have been coming out with uh, new songs because we can and because we like it. And because everyone has a bit of fun playing some new music. That is awesome. I am really excited this week. We have an action slacked tack pack attacked episode coming up for you. So exciting. I've got eight brilliant new tracks that came through in the last couple of weeks and a interview to boot, which I'm very excited to be playing for you. What is even more joyous is the fact that we just came off two absolute pop indie bangers. Oh my gosh, this week, this in the last week or so when I was looking through the emails, so much, so much indie pop goodness. And not only that, but a lot of songs self-sent in, which I absolutely adore. Uh, let's get straight into it. Now, these first two tracks were sent in by a couple of our PRs, but uh, you first heard Bainick with Esther featuring Tanache, and after that, which you just came off, was Genie Boy with Bad Company. Oh, what a- low cracking load to get yourself into the mood really cool really cool did you like those folks i hope you did because it's it's a good taste of what's to come now with his first song esther uh featured by tanache uh is a new zealand artist now based in london england and he's come out with this Brand new single about a year after he released his EP called A Study of Movement. Now, this artist has done incredibly well. You may actually know him. Um, the last five years have seen him smash his streaming numbers. Absolutely collaborating with a bunch of artists, uh, getting to perform all over the world, at festivals, different countries, getting some getting those uh, those sponsorship monies as well. But you know what? That's cool. And it's cool to see an artist have that level of success and still be independent. Uh, this song was just absolutely brilliant. I liked... Oh, what did I like about it? Just the, that rubbery bass you heard through it mixed well with the sparse percussion. You know, it gets right up my alley because it's like, you know, sometimes less is more. And this was certainly the case. And then the, that sort of duet of the breathy vocals for the two artists there just got me going. 110%, folks. You know, it's got me in the mood, if you know what I mean. Now, uh, Bainek is very excitedly announced a headlining, well, I think it's like 23-date tour across 
the US and Canada, you know, go and fucking look that up if you are in, if you are from the US or Canada, because I can't be bothered reading through any of these dates. But all throughout 2022, you're going to be uh, going on the road, which is pretty cool, playing all kinds of places. Best of luck with that, man. It should be pretty bloody good. And um, yeah, I'm sure you can check out this. So both of these are socials, Tanache's and of course, Bainax for everything they're up to. I want to move right along because we're going to move things a bit closer to home now. Genie Boy was the artist you just heard before we you heard my delectable vocal talent right here. No, um, Genie Boy are a Gold Coast duo and they have recently come out with this, their new single, Bad Company, which is going to be coming out on their debut EP, which is called If You Have Something to Say. I do have something to say about it. It's going to be released on the 27th of August. The single's, of course, out now, same with any of the other singles. And uh, Virginia Boy, again, more on a local level, getting um, quite a bit of love from all different places, most importantly, us here at AMR. Uh, um, I liked it. It was very upbeat. Really cool. Um, I do... Really appreciate it when you get the sort of the waterfall-like electric guitars well mixed, like in this song, which got me, you know, which hit me in the right spot. And you guys don't think you hear like the Pellyhead vacuum vocals? I don't know what that did to it, but I think it just elevated the mu- the um the track. <laughs> just just like these little touches that you can hardly hear, but if they weren't there, you'd be really missing them. And of course, that vocoder towards the end. Oh, guys, mwah, mwah. beautiful, beautiful, You're in good company here. Definitely, yeah, no, it's it's good, good shit, good shit. Um, What have we got this week, you ask, interview-wise? Oh, glad you asked, Dr. Daniel. I am very excited to say that we had a good old chat with Aiden. (laughs) For those of you who were watching our socials over the last week, yes, I announced the interview before I'd finished mixing the original recording of this episode, which, stupid me, forgot to check the channels I recorded it on and the whole thing was ruined. So, I a little cry. I had a, quite a few stiff drinks to compensate for my, you know, for, for my, you know, impotency in that department. Um, but the interview's fine. The interview's fine. We didn't have to redo it like Marty Wilson. The interview's fine. I've kept it to the side and we're so keen to finally have this episode out. So, Aiden, a little while back, a few days back, released Flies in My Room, his debut EP. A young artist that is just... Oh, has got so much potential and is really starting to blossom at such a young age too, which I really, really like. And I'm going to play uh, really soon he, one of his previous singles, 12 Again, off the record. And then we're going to be doing the, we're going to be playing back the interview, which I thought was really good. And he had a lot of fun as well, he said. But right now, another artist. We've got to play another song. Now, I said before that we had quite a few songs come through from artists themselves. Well, this next track, Drop My Job, exclamation mark, by Jared Jeremiah, is one of those tracks. How good is that? I love it. He's from Perth. And yeah, I love it when they send in their- I love it when artists send in their own music. If you're an artist that wants to send in their own music, amrairplantmail.com. If you are not an artist and you want to chat, chat to me, email us at amrairplantmail.com. Um, you want to tell us how, like- how- Good your day was and, and all that. And email us at amrplay at mail.com. Actually, maybe if you're not sending in music, don't email us. Just, just mess- send us a message on Insta or Facebook first just to cover bias because I don't want to get all these spam messages now that I've said it. But if you are an independent artist and you want us to play your music, send it in because if it's good, we'll like it. If we like it, we'll probably play it on one of the shows. 
Yeah. Yeah, drop my job. Exclamation mark. All in capitals. I like how he's put the exclamation mark. So, if you don't search the exclamation mark, it may actually still show up because, you know, Spotify and Apple Music and all these streaming sites, they're a tad smarter than, than I, um, you know. As, as, as you do, uh, that's the best thing you're going to hear me saying about anything a bit to do with streaming. Uh, make sure you go and follow uh, Bar Talk on whatever streaming site you stream your podcasts, by the way. But no, drop my job. It's about just taking control of your life. Getting rid of that boring ass nine to five fucking... I, I don't want to bag out any particular industry just in case there's listeners that have a job in that particular industry and really like it. But it's a jo- your job you don't like and you really want to follow your passion. I don't know. You want to do music? Drop and quit your job. You want to um? You want to make little mini figurines out of ice cream sticks? You can drop your job. Um, you want to be a professional yodeler on the plains of the Pilbara? You can drop your job. Um, you really want to start up a nudist colony in Queensland? Drop your job. Whatever floats your fucking career boat. I guess is the correct terminology there. No, I liked it. I liked it. Jared Jeremiah. Some Perth, as I said before, and it's just, ah, loved it. I loved it. Now, what I particularly enjoyed about this song was that he did this pitch correction correctly. Did it right. It's supposed to be used to add tone rather than to cover up your mistakes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Jared was covering up for his mistakes, but mastered so well that I couldn't tell. I'm not going to say anything either way. Anyway, I thought the uh, additions of pitch correction and auto-tune actually kind of worked. Uh, I loved how it was just so relaxed and chill. Uh, the funk bass touches and piano lines just got me going, which again, goes back to the whole idea. It's about taking control of your life and quitting your job, not in an angry way because you want to up yours to the company. It's about just taking and, you know, making your own path, you know, forcing your own door open, so to speak. So, good stuff, Jared. And I hope the- Rest of your upcoming singles go well. Yeah. Let's play it. Music, bros. Let's play it. Drop my job. Jared Jeremiah. Then Aiden. 12 again. Then the Aiden interview. Right here on. I'll let you say it. Bar talk, Daniel. On AMR. Good job, other voice. Good job. Lately I've been stopping and just wasting my time. Been to walk around the office, it's just so blind Cause they won't know that, that I might go and say my goodbye Started. 
just wanna go far away from there Wanna drop my job and just get started Throw my hands in there and stop what I can't be Everything I do feels wrong lately I just wanna go far away from here Wanna drop my job and just get started Throw my hands in there and stop what I can't be Everything I do feels wrong lately I just wanna go far away from here Wanna drop my job and just get started This is Aiden and this is AMR. Folks, welcome back. That was a brilliant track. That was 12 again. Um, I had to think about that 12 times to say it, and I'm not surprised because in the name of the title. Um, we're again back here 
for take 12, I guess, of this beautiful show. Um, too bad it's not episode 12. That would have been really convenient. But uh, unfortunately, it is not. But what is fortunate, I have the artist that wrote said song. I have Aiden right here on the line from uh, Wollongong. Aiden, how are you going? Firstly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks. Um, how's, how's things? You, you must be pretty chuffed now. It's been a good week since the EP's come out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it has been a very good week since the since the EPs come out. We had a really great response, and um, yeah, super happy with how it's going. Yeah, I I was gonna say um, it's like not a bad thing. When I went to when I was going in to stream the um the EP the other day, I looked at it and I had to do- take a double take at the streaming numbers. I was going, hold on a sec, that doesn't sound right. I remember when this guy had like three followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it honestly feels great. Yeah, it's like what. Describe us what it is like, because firstly, I should have I should have mentioned the name of the EP. It's called Flies in My Room, uh, and it certainly has been buzzing around in my head since I've been listening to it. Ah, uh, uh, see what you did there. Uh, yeah. I thought I'd just pause for effect for a sec. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the king of terrible puns, you see. So I'll. Um, but if you can, if you can top me during this this interview, please go oh, ahead. I feel like yeah. being dethroned every now and again. Okay. Well. I'm not very good myself, but I'll, I'll uh, see what what happens. So the trick is not to warn me. So it then takes me a few seconds. Like, oh no, I, oh that's what he did, the sneaky bastard. Right, he did, right. Yeah, he pulled a sneaky. No, um, Aiden, I just want to say, yeah, really good stuff. And it must be just, I guess, seeing how much success the EPs had so far. As we're saying, you must feel just pretty over the moon about it. Is that what it feels like? It it does feel pretty like that. It's it's um. Yeah, after after such a long time of just kind of holding it or keeping keeping mm-hmm. keeping it in my pocket after like a whole year after creating it, it just feels great to have it finally released and um yeah, the response as I said is has just been wonderful. Um so yeah, it's 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 feeling really good. Tell me, it's like cuz are you are you one of those artists cuz there's two there's two types of artists, right? Aiden there is the artist that goes, yeah, I've got the EP coming out. It's coming. It's coming. And then, like they're like that for three years. Oh, yeah, no, I swear the EP is coming. It's just been pushed back again when the others right. are like, no, I'm keeping this on the down loan to like the last minute. It's like, oh, got an EP coming out. So, where do you right. fit along that spectrum? Ooh, I'd have to say um, I, f- I, feel like I'd, I feel like I'd be quite a, quite a neat balance between the two, kind of like in the middle, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of sort of early hints of it maybe and yeah. then right and then yeah time to announce so just being a bit of a smart ass about it, it's like oh yeah i might have something coming just to throw off your Ooh. audience yeah well well maybe <laughs> not like that as such but you're on the right track yeah <laughs> <laughs> no we're only we're all, we're only joking here folks um <laughs> no but i mean you've got a is is it important to keep your audience in, you know, in, as informed as possible to what you're doing, or is there an is there an import is there an is there an importance to keeping things a little bit secret, not giving everything away? What what do you think about like where do you think what do you think is most important out of those two? Um, it, it's a tricky one because you want to keep your audience engaged and uh, you know on 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 their tippy toes at all times, um, and it's and it's kind of hard to to do that all the time. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you want to, if you're trying to, you know, create more of an audience, it, it's good to, it's good to be patient and, um, 
yeah, that's one. That's one of the key things in in this whole thing is is patience. It's it sucks, but it's yeah, it's it's key. I was going to say, do you ever actually talk to older artists that have maybe been in the the scene like a lot longer than yourself, and they've brought, you know, they've said, oh, you know, back when we were starting out, it was different, or have you found that? It's pretty much the same thing, just the tools are different. You know, you got the social media now compared to back in the day. It was all um, it was all traditional media. Has there been much of a change from what you've been told or are you finding out it's the same thing pretty much different? You know, same same day, different kettle of fish. Right, <laughs> to right. Use, to use um, a better term, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm not too sure. Uh, I, I, I have a look at. You know, sometimes I have a look at uh, older artists' kind of like uh, discographies and see how many years there are between their releases and stuff, and think. Um, and and I think, yeah, most of the time I just think it's not much different to what um, a lot of younger artists are doing today. Mm. Um, but yeah, truthfully, I actually I'm not too sure um, what it really was like. Like I, I didn't really get the chance to have a much of a conversation about that um, when when talking to older artists like like Josh Pike, um, for mm-hmm. example. Um, See, I yeah, don't think so of him as an old artist, but then he's been what been in the industry for decades now. Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got oh, what is it like seven albums now or something like that? Five, yeah. six albums. I don't know. It's crazy, but um, yeah. Honestly, I'm not I'm not too sure if 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 I'm sure some things have changed, but um. I'm just not really sure to what degree. Yeah. what's What has been, you know, you've spoken to a few of these artists that have been well-established in the scene. Has there been any, like, advice that they've given you that's sort of either stuck or gone, okay, I didn't think of that? Um, hmm, it, it's... Uh, it's not an not, easy not question, the- is it? Because people don't go around, yeah. I've got advice to give you, son. They just sort of, like, yeah. say things, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's um, it's kind of it's kind of tricky. And I can't can't really remember off the top of my head. We can um, we can flip the question around and go. So, Aiden, what's the what's the best advice you've given? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, best advice I've given. Um, <laughs> Not to make you sound too up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, I, re- I really couldn't tell you. I'm no. not much of a. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be a question that was supposed to be answered. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Um, you talk about, you talked, you said to before, you've been sitting on these songs for about a year. Mm. Um, with, with this, it's quite a common thing for artists to have already moved on in terms of their songwriting. From when, you know, by the time they're actually finally getting around to releasing their latest record or album or whatever, so have you? Do you feel like you're in the same boat, or are you still finding the songs just as fresh as they were when you first put them to paper? Um, oh, um, I, it it it's weird. It does feel it does feel really new and fresh. Um, still, even though these songs, uh, a lot of these songs, I be, I began writing like three years ago. Uh, three two years ago and it's 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 weird it does feel it does still feel quite new although although having started uh writing other songs for for, for later projects um it yeah it oddly does feel pretty fresh yeah so you're still you're still finding new things to like about the songs as you keep yeah. playing them 
yeah that's it well yeah i i, I guess um yeah yeah it's it's um yeah it's it's it's, it's yeah it's just, just feels very fresh and mm. um i'm still yeah really really love how how the end product how the end product came out um after yeah after writing them for so long if um i was gonna say do you ever have to sometimes though put put the song down for a, a couple of months and go yeah i'll I'm going to open up play it. I'm going to over oversaturate myself and get bored of it. I'll come back to it later. Have you ever had to do that before, or do you find that you can always play the same songs and they're still always fun to play? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, sorry, could you just repeat that again? Sorry. Yeah. So sometimes you find that you have to put the song down for a little while and not touch it and not play it just because you fear. That it's going, you're going to overplay it and get bored of it. Yeah, not 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 really. Usually, when I'm excited about an idea, I don't get worried about yeah. um, what what I might feel about it later. I try to just um, I, I try to just kind of get through it as, as much as I can. And um, you, usually, there will come a point where it's just like, oh, this this isn't really kind of mm. going the way I want it to. So then, that's when I sort of kind of put it down. Um, but then, yeah, I'll usually come back to it. So, and uh, I think that's what I did with pretty much, pretty much all of these songs that are on the on the EP. I was going to ask were there any examples of this on the record, but uh, you've you've bet me to that question. Adam. I <laughs> do like that. <laughs> so, so you do find have you? So, is this when you're writing the songs? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of um, starting them. It's like oh, lyric writing, especially. It's 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 crazy. Like it. I'm always trying to come up with like um, lyrics whenever I can, writing them down whenever I can, and um, it's it's very rare that I'll be able to finish a whole song within a day. Yeah. So, um, excuse me. Um, yeah, it's. Um, Have you yeah, ever tried tricky. to do that? <laughs> oh, that- <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of times. Plenty of times I've tried to tried to finish songs um, within a certain time uh and yeah (laughs) it's it's uh it's hard usually it can happen sometimes but um it's very rare it's very rare Mm. it's on the on the flip side too have there been any songs that you've had to come back to several times and have taken months upon months to finish um yeah yeah well i guess that's kind of i guess that's kind of coming back to to the ep um yeah it's i think i'm closed had Mm. had like it had like three different i had like three different arrangements for it before it before i created the i'm closed that everyone kind of knows today yeah and um yeah honestly all all i was yeah it was i, I was super happy with all all of those kind of um attempts at it um but yeah it just um yeah that's that's kind of an example of that i, I think it's it, it can be like that sometimes, and it's you, you know you never know when a song's going to be finished. Sometimes you could almost say, wink, wink, that that song had a revolving door of opportunity. <laughs> the uh, ending nice. was open to interpretation before you finally closed off the final uh, draft. Wink, right, wink. right, right. No, <laughs> if I hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic, classic. <laughs> there we go. I got it, guys. We've got on top of this one. Um, <laughs> no, um, 
I don't know why I had to say it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all good. All good. Um, I was going to say let's let's talk a bit about the putting together of the EP. So Ryan Miller, your producer, um, what's it like working with him? What, what did you really enjoy about your time together putting together putting that record through? Oh man, he's 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 super cool. He's um he's definitely I definitely see him kind of being uh, you know the go to um producer you know mm. um he you know he kind of knew what i when i what i was going for straight away and he knew it knew immediately how to do it um he yeah amazing amazing producer so it was really really great to be able to work with him was it could you just tell that there was like this natural sort of flair he has for it i know he's very very experienced producer and done quite a few different artists but do you probably put that more down to his own experience or just the fact that he has this natural talent for it or maybe both <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's worked with with great artists, mm. um, and then yeah, obviously a fair few years of um, you know, a bit of background behind him. Um, you know, he's he, he was saying that he's been uh, working on stuff since he was like since when I started when I was like twelve. Yeah, he's been he's been working on stuff since he was that age too, and um, yeah, he's a uh, yeah, super, super talented, and it was really cool to be able to work with him. Um, yeah, as I said before, he was, he was, yeah, able to just boom, create, create what what I wanted. Um, was, was there much decision making behind choosing him as the producer, or was it pretty, pretty easy who you were going to go for? At the time, I didn't really know uh, because this was my first time actually creating mm. any any work in a proper studio with an actual producer. Um, All right. So your previous singles were just self-recorded. Yeah. These. Yeah. Previous singles were all were all by done by me. And um, so yeah, I, I I had no idea who to who didn't even know really where to start. Yeah. Um, but uh, my dad actually knew Ryan before I did. Right. Since, right. Yeah, because uh, he was on The Voice way back in uh, 2012, and. I believe uh, Ryan worked on a few of the contestants' stuff, so that included my dad. And then, yeah, we got he um, he sort of introduced me to him, and yeah, we hit it off. See, um, you, you say that people laugh at those shows, and I certainly was in that crowd back when, especially I was your your age. We used to laugh at Australian Idol, and uh, then it was X Factor, and the voice came around. But I've learned, I've, I've the more I hear about it, the people actually go on. Yeah, it's very, as I'm sure your dad has told you, very you know specific about how they do things and what you can mm. and can't do. But at the same time, it's a phenomenal opportunity to network. I did have a friend that actually went on this year's The Voice, um, yep. which should be, I don't know when it's going to be aired, but I think it's coming up soon. Anyway, he was saying the same thing, very strict on what you can and can't do, but he was able to network with some amazing musicians and people in the industry. So even if you don't get on and get past any rounds, there's still a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think yeah, my dad experienced that. Um, obviously, you know, if you if you you know, these shows aren't ideal if you want a a, a serious career. But yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what you said about networking is is spot on. Like, um, yeah, you meet heaps of people doing those kind of things. Um, so yeah. So um, I guess yeah. It's uh, speaking of your parents too. Um, obviously they are very supportive, and that's mm. great to hear. But um, what's it like? Are they the kind of folks that will always come to every single show, or are they are they are they pretty? You know, they like to give you a bit of space. 
what are they like in terms of um, supporting you with your careers thus far? Yeah, they're, they're, they've been super supportive. Um, yeah, both of them, both of them have really had my back um, in, in doing all this. They, they've come to, they have come to pretty much every show. They've, um, uh, you know, w- whenever they could. And mm. um, yeah, the, the, it, the support's really there. It's really, it's, and yeah. it's really nice. Um, they're very supportive. So I, I just realized that was probably a stupid question. Uh, you know, uh, because I just realised, like, when you're under 18, you pretty much have to have your right. parent that you got in there all the time. So, I was, <laughs> yeah, as soon as right. I said, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, there is that. But um, but they're not just coming along like, oh, I've got another one of a- Aiden's kids. Right. <sighs> right. But right. Actually, they actually sound like they're really invested in your career. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, you know, like, because my dad pretty, like, does the same sort of thing. He gigs as well. So, he can't, he can't always make it. But you know whenever he has a chance he 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 does so um yeah it's yeah the support is definitely phenomenal mm. actually that's interesting so your father has always been a musician himself has he he is yeah he's that's it's kind of where i get my roots from yeah all the music that um that he's into i kind of grew up listening to around the house and in the car and whatever yeah and um that's pretty much yeah that's kind of all pretty much uh created my diverse taste in music i was gonna so, say so your father yeah i was gonna that was gonna be my next question about whether that his music tastes are rubbed off on you but has there yeah. actually ever been a time where you've brought either a record home well i mean not a record but you've 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 found a song or an artist that and you've brought it to your dad and go hey listen to this person they're really cool that he hadn't listened to before yeah, yeah um oh i feel like there was a time i uh, um yeah, maybe well maybe not actually. Maybe he's maybe he's the one that's still <laughs> <laughs> kind is of he's, giving me all this stuff. Is he still pretty on top of like new artists when they come out? Like is he still invested in, in reaching out for new music? I think so, yeah. He's he's um yeah, he's still pretty with it all. Um I'm not I'm not 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 so much like uh up and coming Australian artists, mm. but um Oh, I mean, in saying that, actually, he he he's a teacher, so he he's um he's kind of familiar with a lot of young Australian artists as well. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he for, for someone his age, um, you know, he he's definitely he's de- definitely say he's on top of quite on top of it. So I like it when you do get older people. And it breaks mm. down this this age stereotype you've got going where once you hit a certain age, you don't listen to any new music. It's the same over and over again. I hope I'm I hope I I'm like that when I get older. And our station manager Gareth is certainly like that. Well he has to be, you know, to yeah. listen to all the new artists that come through. But I hope I'm a bit like that when I'm older. Um, like people like your dad, where they're still absorbing new music, they still have that drive to find out what's changing with music and what's new and what's fresh, regardless of whether it sounds totally different to what they grew up listening to. So I do right. really like when, and I do know some people that are like that, and they're honestly, there's a youthfulness about it. It's got nothing to do with age, but there's like this energy surrounding yeah. them that you can always appreciate. Yeah, hundred percent. That's um, that's yeah, that's really that's really what it is. Yeah. I was going to say, with being a young artist yourself, has there ever been any? Look, maybe, maybe there hasn't. Maybe we're far beyond this point now. But has there ever been any stereotypes you've had to like either quash or you've had or you've you know without realizing it broken down to someone because they had certain preconceptions about your age or 
or who you are, or where you've come from? Um, uh, not not really. I don't think. Um, at, at least at least not from what I can remember, or maybe not even have noticed before. But um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say so so far. You know what? Out of all the questions you didn't you didn't have to have an answer for, I'm I'm very happy that's the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the question you don't want to have an answer for. It just makes me very right. proud of our industry and yeah. um, the culture we have in this country with music, which I think is great. Definitely, do definitely, you, yeah. What do you appreciate most about the music industry? Just generally, whether it's I don't, it does it can be anything about it, but yeah, what do you like most about it? I'd probably say the community for sure. The the community. Um, in the music industry is is yeah it's it's wonderful you know having a, a pretty much every artist that i've sort of met and kind of follow and um yeah they all they all just super supportive and um every, you know it's it's amazing to see you know mm. it's um yeah it's it's especially in an industry that isn't very well supported by the country um I was going to say that's a very topical point you bring up, actually, especially with yeah. all the lockdowns going on. You know, you're in lockdown, we're in lockdown. It's a, yeah, you know, we're yeah, doing the true. Oprah of lockdowns. You get a lockdown, you get a lockdown. <laughs> Everyone gets a lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's it. Um, yeah, it, the, the the support from artists and mm. um, you know, uh, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's the community is really great. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a great supportive community. That's what I've always liked about it too. There's no, mm. there's no pretension. And if there is any pretension, you, you're not. The, <laughs> you're probably not the kind of person that you want to be hanging around. Like, if, yeah. Anyway, there's like no, there's no. Um, nobody's expecting you to be anything, which is why yeah. I like about it. And I don't know if that's been your experience as well, but just just generally, people will. Because they've been, they've had the same experience where people have sort of expected them to do certain things or act in a certain way. When you get into music and when you get into the community spirit of it, as you say, there's no expectation for you to be anybody. Just be yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, we, you know, wouldn't wouldn't want to have it any other way, really. So mm. yeah, that's um, yeah, definitely what I love about it. Which is ironic because everyone has stage names. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually. I probably should retract that statement. And say it's more like be who you want to be. Right, <laughs> might be more yeah. accurate. But you can be yourself. Like that's. I mean, there's that option for. Yeah, you. yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so this brings up an interesting point. Have you ever tried to write a song from another person's perspective? That you know, or are you always trying to write from your from that first person perspective? Um. I I think I might have had a couple of attempts at it, uh, but everything that I've kind of really, um, you know, that that I've really found myself creating um, has all kind of been from my own sort of perspective. Um, yeah. Have Have you found that it's a case of you've got to experience it to really get to the bottom of it and, and write something profound? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I don't really quite. Um, it's it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a very you know it's a very philosophical question, and I don't think it's I don't think it's got anything to do with age or experience. Like everybody's trying to work it out. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, yeah. I guess I've just had more luck <laughs> writing um, 
my from my own perspective yeah. you know, not really knowing kind of how to write um from a third person you know yeah yeah no, that's that's fair like it's not it's not a it's not just a you thing it's a pretty much most songwriters are like that yeah yeah uh, with I was, I was, let's go back to the actual putting together of the record the production side of things um because you mentioned you know this was the first time you've gone into a proper studio and, and put a put some music together that way what was was there much of a, a learning curve with that p- different process or was it pretty easy to slip into from your experiences as self-recording um i think i was i was i was pretty pretty easy with it i think uh, um i kind of i had a bit of uh practice with working with other people from you know working with josh pike and jp and um you know so so not too much background but yeah i i i feel like yeah i feel like i kind of fell into it quite easily and um managed to get what we needed to get done quite smoothly so Mm, yeah mm. did you have to sort of push your boundaries in terms of how you were comfortable putting together a song maybe to either let the creative juices flow or I don't know, to save time or, you know, utilize the experience better was, or was it pretty much, it was pretty much just a copy and paste process from what you'd done at home? Yeah, it was a bit different. I, I guess uh, being in a, that sort of different environment, um, you know, you got different equipment and stuff um, that you've got to work with, but, uh, you know, I, I was, yeah, I was kind of just happy to do whatever, like um, for, for most of the songs, uh, I, me and me and Grant, the drummer, um, we we kind of started doing we kind of started everything off by doing like like a like a guide. So I would sit in one booth and he'd be out in yeah. in the you know in the studio drumming. So I'd just sit there and play with him, which is something something I'd never done before. But um, I was happy to do it, and yeah, everything just turned out really nicely. Certainly, just the the tightness of the record too. When I was listening through it, it's just it's all a very nice, neat package, and you can tell it's such a con, such a concise piece of work. So it must have you must have had to have been switched on through that that throughout that entire process to get it done to that degree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd say I'd say I'd say I was pretty switched on throughout the the process and um, kind of kind of gave my best shot at giving ideas wherever I could while working with the pros and um yeah no no getting up half an hour before work <laughs> yeah, yeah like today for both of us yeah <laughs> that's <it's> like <laughs> that's it. proper 8 hours each night yeah no coffee or milk yeah. beforehand <laughs> only eat after you've done the vocal takes <laughs> yeah that's it that's it yeah you don't want to be throwing up everywhere yeah you got to. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say no you get the cough and that coming through you get the little hoarseness from your voice not like ruining the three thousand dollars worth of music, music yeah. equipment <laughs> yeah i mean but well, you never know that could happen i mean <laughs> I-, I thought you were gonna say it did happen i was like mm, here's the inside scoop i know i need it <laughs> yeah too like little too specific yeah. <laughs> nah, that's so that's what problem. risotto looks like after twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, great. <laughs> Did you have to have actually? In all seriousness, though, was there some sort of was there any sort of tips or techniques you had to do to really make yourself make sure you you know your vocals were in prime condition before you do takes? Not really. I, I kind of just <laughs> kind of just hop into the booth and give it a shot. <laughs> 
vocal coaches worldwide have shocked that statement. They can hear it. They're, tuned. They're like got their spidey senses. They've got their bad vocal technique senses. Yeah. As soon as they hear it, right. you're talking at a party, they'll be across the room like, oh, you have milk before a vocal take? Right. Shame. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's why that's why that's why I do um that's why I do double track vocals so you can't hear any of it. Ah uh, yes, I see. Uh, the time honored technique, the time honored John Lennon technique. So I've been told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't like the sound of their own voice, so I'll record more of it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But um, so all are all the vocal tracks double double taked? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, even uh, even in uh, uh, daily meditation, I think we even did like a triple triple track <sighs> vocal. Ryan, he's so. a He's a real stigler for this because it did not sound like a double take. It sounded very tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I think. What do we do? I think. I think we must have uh, pushed the other two tracks back a little bit um, to kind of hear that that female harmony. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much all of it was m- multiple tracks, and um, yeah, just something that I've rolled with since uh, since I began since my first single so do you think you would ever try doing the single track thing i think probably i've listened to a lot of music lately that's kind of um had that sort of sound to it and um i think eventually yeah um but I, uh yeah at, at the moment the stuff i'm doing is quite sounds quite nice with the double track yeah so it would really i was gonna say it would really come down to the how what the song the style of the song i guess yeah that's it yeah with with it though, I was going to say, are there any are there any styles of music that appear, you know, that just are totally separate from what you're doing now that you'd love to have a crack at at some point? Like, um, where's, where's my ad and gangster rap mixtape? Uh, I want to hear that fire, dude, <laughs> dude. Honestly, I I've actually <laughs> I've been making I've been making like um sort of sort of like hyper pop sort of beats and stuff, um, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually I'm actually a bit of a quite a big fan of Kid Leroy. So, right, um, yeah, I actually kind of try to make these cool little beats and stuff, and put a little auto tune on my voice and have a bit of bit of fun. But um, yeah, how many? It depends on how many fans you're willing to upset, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well. <laughs> Honestly, not not too worried to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and replace also, these. Replace that particular subsection of pissed off fans with another <laughs> subset of fans that will get pissed off by your next change. Right. Yeah. 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 Honestly. Um. Yeah. I think about it all the time. I. I. I would love to pursue different projects. Um. You know, create create other projects other than Aiden and. You know, get 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 back to doing go back to doing electronic music and stuff, which is like what I originally started doing. Which is like, yeah, I I, I learned how to use Logic when properly when I um when I first started off because I, I was making I was making electronic music, um, and that's mm. kind of where it all started. Yeah, it's it's not quite common for for a lot of artists to do that sort of in and out of that electronic style. They'll either start mm. or or they won't, and then they go, "No, I want to do this now." And they'll yeah. sort of cycle in and out of it. But would you would you actually do the thing where you'd have a different project for every sort of style you do, or are you more than happy just to lump everything under the one name? Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't put um, you know kind of heavy electronic hyper pop with you know smooth indie um, 
you know, guitar pop and whatever. But it um, doesn't stand for discotheque, does he? It's a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably yeah, <laughs> I pr- I'd probably I'd probably separate projects, but yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, it, it would be so fun to to maybe um, try some other stuff one day. Yeah, with um with it now because uh, I know that you're you were obviously planning. To let's say big emphasis on the planning to do a bit of um touring this month. How's that going for you? Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I played to yeah. the living room yesterday. Played to the cats today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week, I'm That's- next week I'm putting my Marshall stack outside. The neighbors are going to hear me whether I like it or not. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I, we've still been pretty lucky because the mm. the tour has um, the tour has been moved back. So um, surprise, surprise! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so, I mean, well, it's, yeah. it's a bummer that you couldn't, but I mean, mm. it, at least it's good that at some point we know you'll be out on the road and and playing these songs for us all live. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, if this if this whole lockdown thing ends when it when it's supposed to, then which is unlikely, but um, then yeah, we'll, we'll still hopefully have a tour, and yeah, it should be a good time. I'm gonna change track now because I was just really looking over the artwork of the EP, and I've noticed. And correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. Is the smiley face a recurring motif with your songs, with like your artwork, or am I imagining this? Oh my god! I've never really realised that before. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? I'm the am I the first one to pick this up? <laughs> I I I never really picked it up. I'm gonna have the, to double the smiley check. faces. I don't know. I think I, I might be thinking of someone. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I may be totally. I'm gonna have a look at your artwork discography. No, no, you're you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it's the first. Yes, it's the first thing. Although I'm noticing now, looking at it. The the yellow um, colour seems to come yeah. out quite a bit. Is that on purpose? I think I think um, I'm, I'm just I just quite like the 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 greens and browns and yellows mm. and stuff for for a lot of um, it really kind of suits the sound that I'm trying to go for. I think. Yeah. Um, Have you looked much into the yeah. science of how people respond to colours? Because um, I was I was remember I was reading or watching reading an article watching a video, but Jack White is very obsessed with colour. And right. you'll notice all of his artwork, depending on you know, whether it's with the white stripes or his own solo stuff, the colours will change depending on what he does. And it's specifically to emit a certain emotion. Mm. Have, have you thought about that much? Or are you just like, ah, it sounds good with those colours. That'll do. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I, I do think about that a little bit. Um, I, I quite, yeah, usually, uh, I, I, yeah, I, with the folk stuff that I, that I kind of did, a couple of years ago, mm. I remember that that was. Um, I would always try to put like a, a bit of like a sunsetty sort of thing on it, something yeah. kind of warm, something you know, um, you know, something to suit that. I, yeah, and yeah. So I think I think about it all the time. Um, I don't know what I was thinking with the black and white. I think I <laughs> ran out of ideas for the EP, but uh, <laughs> he was we'll, sick we'll of it. <laughs> <laughs> you see the colours. Yeah. <laughs> the colours, Mason. The colours, what do they mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's um, – I, I do find that colours do that. So, 
Yeah. How, how consciously though are you? You're pushing that. Are you? Is that affecting the way you dress when you go on stage? Like the you know the color of the instruments. I don't know if you've got any lights or anything when you've played before. But like given the decor, like how far are you going to take this whole color thing? It's going to be like you'll only let people in if they're wearing a certain coloured T-shirt. Like, well, what's the deal here? Yeah, um, obviously, <laughs> maybe not to that extent. But oh, come on! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say yes, Daniel. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really thought about going too far with with colours or anything before. Mm. But yeah, I guess um, you know, yeah, it, it does have that sort of impact on uh yeah emotions and stuff and how we sort of listen to music mm, mm, nice um what's i guess what's the one thing once all this this covid bullshit ends um well actually it's not bullshit but once all this covid quagmire of right. viral com- you know, viral contagion is over whenever that is um what are you most looking forward to music wise um really just being able to yeah, really just be able, being able to get back out to shows and play for people and have rehearsals with my friends and, um, yeah, uh, and, and and writing sessions too. Um, that's that's something I've kind of really wanted to do this year with lots of people and, um, yeah, it would, it would it would just be great to sort of get back out and be active again. Is there one person? Let's on dwell on that matter. Let's dwell on that that thing you just said there for a moment if there's one artist you could pick dead or alive right anyone in the world you know if they're dead we could magically resurrect them you know if they're right uh, you know you know way above your league um you've got a million 50 million bucks to you know got a magic million 50 million bucks to pay <laughs> who would you write with who's your dream to write with dream uh... or the most person the person you're most wanting to you know just a yeah. you know, bucket list item yeah um Bucket list item. I, I've got favorite bands and stuff, but it's not necessarily like I would want to, you know, like write with them and stuff. But um, it's like, well, maybe have, them, have them, maybe you support them or something in a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is a hard one. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe like it's not easy to pick, is it? When it comes to you, got to think about it. <laughs> this sort nah, of, these are these not. shower thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we should give everyone a waterproof phone. I'll start doing these interviews while everyone's in the shower. For sure. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good idea. Actually, I don't think anyone's ever thought of that before. Never. Probably because the sound of the water would probably ruin the take. But you know, <laughs> let's uh, not yeah. let reality ruin a good good idea. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Showers are noisy, Aiden. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might maybe might have to come back to that that one. Okay. Sometime, okay. You can you can let you can let me know, and uh, we'll go. We'll be watching your career with great interest, I guess, to see where that that one takes. Because if I'm guessing, yeah. you sound like a very very focused individual, Aiden. I have no doubt you'll reach those limit. You'll reach those heights. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Next minute, cancels the music thing, goes into hiding as a hermit. Well, yeah. that was a bad prediction. <laughs> uh. It'd be fun to do that. It'd be fun to tease tease everyone like that, wouldn't it? Just yeah, to, just be to muck hilarious. with it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> I think you have to get to a certain level of um, n- notoriety, you know, right. before you could get away with a publicity stunt like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. Like people go, "Who's this guy that's just disappeared?" Like, I don't know, Aiden, <laughs> Aiden Schmaiden. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're as big yeah. as Kanye, 
I mean, Kanye, yeah. that's something that Kanye Kanye does, like, that's his bread and butter. But if Kanye yeah, right. does it, everybody pays attention. Like, it's in the news cycles for a week. Can't get mm-hmm. enough of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and those wanky music journalists, they just won't stop talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, no. <laughs> But no, uh, honestly, it's um, really, really cool to see that you've just kicking so many goals so far in the last couple of years. And I'm very keen. And you'll be the beauty of it is you'll be coming of age, or you know, becoming an adult, like right as everything sort of opens up again. Mm. Talk about yeah. timing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to complain about the pubs not being open, which is you know, I guess the small <laughs> silver linings. But you're going to be coming of age just as you know, coming of legal age, just as sort of everything's opening back up again, which I think will be a really interesting perspective to have. That's yeah, definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to it for sure. Um, Those un- yeah. unsupervised gigs where you can get away with more. For sure, yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. It's <laughs> the real reason why you, why you got why you got to ask for no cameras, not because it's for copyright or anything. It's just so that mum and dad don't find out what you got up to. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it's it's going to be really cool to see what you'll be doing in the coming years, and hopefully with your new releases, seeing like the different styles you're mentioning too, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That that's um, I reckon that's definitely on the table. Hmm. So yeah. Let's let's talk about because we're going to play it real soon. Uh, once I get the name of the track up again, just friends, <laughs> which is the beautiful closing track of the record. And I was when I was listening to it, I thought this is a, indeed a very personal song. You could certainly tell that, and and you were mentioning that you wanted to have a chat about this one. So, well, tell us a bit about it. Like what um what was going through your head, I guess, when you were putting it together. Like how much of this is based on your own experiences. Yeah, well, yeah, this this was yeah, this was inspired by an experience that I actually had, I guess. So mm. um yeah, I guess um yeah, it, it's yeah, so I guess uh It's it's the, hard to the, so I don't want to name names <laughs> or anything. I'm not asking you to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, yeah, all good. <laughs> that would be kinda of awkward. Wanna avoid the lawsuits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so so yeah, basically it was it's kind of just about this um relationship I had with someone. It wasn't like a it wasn't like anything set in stone. We were kind of just talking really and um hanging out and whatever. But uh I just wasn't sh- and this is this is it's kind of it kind of it's kind of funny because this is when I was like 14. Yeah. Like when I didn't really <laughs> didn't really have any idea of what like an actual relationship meant and whatever um spoiler alert no one does (laughs) (laughs) right there we go i know i know what you mean though yeah 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 um yeah uh uh, yeah i guess i think at the time i just really wasn't sure if it's if yeah i was i was kind of in two minds about the whole thing and so um i ended up kind of just calling it because uh, i didn't want things to go any further and you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, we're all good now. We're, we're still good friends and I ended up writing a song about it. I don't think she knows it's about her. So that's good. <laughs> I was going to say and, no um, name and names today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, um, yeah, I guess the writing process, it was, it was kind of, kind of easy. I took inspiration from a Josh Pike song to sort of mm. start off. 
um uh yeah it's I, I think i remember actually writing that one in in quite a short amount of time um uh and then so this is one yeah, of those great. this is one of those shorter ones not in a day but <laughs> so like a little just a little bit longer but like one of those shorter ones yeah right yeah that's it that's nice. it that's a kind of like a decent sort of time span it's a productive productive session by the sounds of it yeah 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 so did you find that you was one of those songs that you're like I've got to have this on here this is a very close song to me I've got to have it on there were you was this one of your definite picks it was definitely going to be on there regardless I think um I think I kind of just wrote uh I don't know I, I hadn't written written many songs at the time so whatever whatever I wrote just kind of went on to the EP and yeah. um yeah, I I, I kind of wasn't too fussed about picking which which songs, but yeah, so that that, that was one of them. Nice. So, um, yeah, but it turned out great, and so I'm quite happy to have it now on the EP. And hmm. yeah, the production for it was, and I think Ryan can definitely agree when um, when I say that it was really fun to mess around with, really, because there's like quite a fair bit going on, and hmm. um, yeah, so. I guess that's kind of why I'd love to love for people to kind of hear it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool, and it's a great track, and it's a, as I said, great finisher. And all the songs are very strong too. Like they all have their. It was very hard for me to work out which ones were my favourites because they're all they've all right. got their own strengths, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, I suppose, is the the thing about when you've only got five songs to pick. It's all um, every every song's going to be absolutely top. But um, I was going to say, yeah, when you're fourteen. Those relationships, they feel like they're everything, don't they? Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. your dad knows exactly what's going on as a, as a teacher there, probably looking at it going, ah, these young lovers. <laughs> yeah. Just letting, um, them, letting them have their experiences themselves <laughs> and, and working out how the, hell they, how the hell they have human interaction. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's, a, that's a thought. I'm yeah. kind of wondering if he actually, I don't think he actually knows what's about, so I think oh, we're chilling. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, well, I guess he does now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. No, uh, Aiden, thank you so much for coming on. It's really good to have a chat about the EP and, and going through what, what it's like getting your songs together and all that. So, thanks so much for coming on. No worries. Yeah, I had a great chat. Yeah. Honestly, best of luck with everything in the coming months. Hopefully, you guys can get out sooner rather than later so you can get back on get back to gigging in that as well. Yeah, for sure. That will be that will be. That'll be that'll be the day. It would be the day, yes. <laughs> no, Aiden, thanks again. Uh, why don't you take us out? Tell us who you are and what the song's called. Hey, this is Aiden, and this is Just Friends.
friends, but her office friends You realize once you see this thing And figure it out, figure it out Just look at the beginning if you ever end up Better off as friends, better off as friends You realize once you see this thing And figure it out, figure it out This is Kim. You're listening to AMR. Just a pretty little island, you keep passing me by. Push away just like the ocean, pull me in with your tide. And when you need me, you come crashing in. Straight through my borders and under my skin. Pretty little, pretty little island. Pretty 
Oh, absolutely euphoric. Guys, I'm in heaven right now. I'm in absolute heaven. What a brilliant couple couple of tracks right there for you. Uh, Sasuke with Pretty Little Island. And before that, Aiden with Just Friends. The absolutely brilliant um, closing song off Flies in My Room. That's Flies in My Room, his brand new EP out now. Aiden, good stuff. Thank you so much for coming in. Real pleasure. And thank you, Footstomp, for getting that interview together for us. Um, yeah, Stream Flies in My Room, if you haven't already. Great little release. And keep an eye out on Aiden. Follow his socials. See what he's up to. Because, honestly, a great career ahead of him. A great career ahead of him. Um, yeah, good times. But, yes, I wanted to quickly chat about what you just heard. Because you did just come off Sasuke with Pretty Little, Pretty little Island. I love this one. It was so so intimate. It was really, um, yeah, it was really sort of, uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I can't think of any other word apart from intimate, but the intimacy was there in the production, definitely. Uh, the song's about longing, of course, and about longing, well, you know, specifically really thinking about your home country, but it really sort of pushes through with the production. I just, uh, it, oh, it's considered a great driving and traveling song, but it is about that sort of thing because um, Sasuke- is actually becoming quite a prominent artist um, around, but she was basing herself in uh, in New Zealand. I'm not New Zealand. I was about to say she's basing herself in New Zealand. No, she's from New Zealand, and she was for a while basing herself in San Francisco, which I've been told is an amazing place to go and uh, go and visit and live in. So, you know, uh, each their own. And uh, yeah, Aotearoa is the little island uh, in the. In the in the title of the track, so hey, it's it's cool to you know, you know, it's it, it's cool to you know aim for big and beautiful things, but then to never forget your roots, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, Sasuke's had a uh, enormous amount of success already with her previous um, singles, including especially the streaming numbers. But she'd been traveling around the world for quite a bit and I guess it's kind of cool to see her back in her home country. This is going to be the first taste of what's going to be on the upcoming EP, her upcoming debut EP. Like, what's the deal with everybody suddenly releasing new music? Uh, but no, yeah, debut EPs all around this week. But yeah, it'll be pretty cool to see more of that come out in the coming months, I guess. Keep an eye out on her socials for more info. But yeah, I want to quickly chat too about some of the other um, shows that AMR's got at the moment because a couple of weeks ago, we've had a bit missed, you know. Um, of course, you've got Mint, Mint, uh, the Mint Factory and a talk hack, ho- talk hack show with Adam Glynn. But uh, most recently, um, the couple of other AMR shows, I'm talking about Far Q Radio and Heavy Reborn have been very active in the last week or so. So, I want to uh, talk a bit more about them. Um, Far Q released their seventh episode the other day with Grumpy and Skeet, two awesome blokes from up that part of the world, uh, putting to light some of the, the bestest of the bestest in terms of artists from that part of the world as well. Um, really good stuff up there, and they are honestly banter kings. They give me a run for my money when I've got uh, co-hosts in. So, you know what? The more, <laughs> all the power to them. Love it. And uh, Heavy Reborn, yeah, they've had a couple of episodes come out since the last time we spoke to you, good folks. And uh, they recently spoke to Ride After Midnight for their latest episode, which is cool. Uh, you know, the they actually- Oh, and speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of Far Q Radio, apparently they uh, gave a call in to Grumpy and Skeet too for shits and gigs, because why not? 
But yeah, no, the usual crew, Jay, Carly, Mick, and of course, GM, you know, just prodding them along, making sure they pay pay attention to each other. Um, just giving awesome awesome banter again and really playing some of the best heavy music coming out in the country right now, as always. Yeah, go and check out the other shows too. Um, AustralianMusiciansRadio.com, our website, AustralianMusiciansRadio.com, because it is the one-stop shop, the you know, the point of call you want to make for any AMR content, which I'm we'll chat a bit more about in a little bit. But I'm going to be talking about a couple of uh, tracks now we're going to play. We're going to play in a sec, actually. A couple of Verasso PR tracks, one of our newly minted, uh, or I guess added uh, PR partners. Great guys up there. And uh, we've got a couple of cool tracks. First up, oh, Riffage Central, Chutney with Talk. Now, my oh my... Uh, does this song, well, I was going to say this song would sound great live. I mean, you want to know how you pair bass and guitar just to sound tight. This is how you do it. Um, these guys, what have they been up to? They have just, they're from Gold Coast. Again, another great artist from the Gold Coast, just giving the chunk, you know what I mean? But yeah, influences from everywhere, from the Arctic Monkeys, Rage Against the Machine, Sticky Fingers, Gorillas, and yeah, I, I think the uh, that sort of like that hip hop influenced riff based indie rock is really pushing through here, especially with this song. Uh, these guys will be apparently doing their first festival appearance at springtime, along with such artists as Ballpark Music and Psycho, as well as a few others. Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. That's going to be in September, actually. Nice. Keep an eye out for that, guys. Um, they're going to be doing some shows before the end of the year, so do keep an eye on their socials because, as I said, I would love to see these songs played live. That that just you can just tell like that that riffage that you'll hear in the song. It will just slap in a fully crowded room, you know, because Queensland. Although they just went into lockdown again. I was going to say, here we are in Melbourne. Here I am thinking, oh, yeah, we're out of lockdown. No, no. As of recording, Brisbane's back in lockdown again. Sydney, I, have, I don't know I'm even going to mention Sydney. There's a reason why not much music came through from Sydney in the last week. But, uh, yeah, just pulling my, pull my, no, not pulling my punches here. But Brisbane's back in lockdown again. We're out of lockdown. Adelaide went out of lockdown as well. It's just like whack-a-mole right now over here in Australia. For those of you overseas, haven't got our vaccination rates very high at all. So, yeah, that Delta that Delta strain is fucking- oh, it's, it's a scythe cutting through ready-to-be-chaffed wheat, if that makes any sense. Very specific reference, but sure. But, no, um, Chutney, love it. Love it. Actually, I was going to say I was going to say this last time I recorded. It. I'm going to say it again because I think it's very controversial. But if I was to have a choice between chutney and tomato sauce, I would pick chutney each time to put on my um on my pie, on my sausage, on my risol. God, I love risols. Risols are an underrated Australian dish. But regardless of the type of dish, or the type of Australian cuisine, chutney is the fucking way to go. I know everybody likes a bit of the master foods, tomato sauce, and, you know, power to, yeah, I'll take it too if it's the only thing there. But if I get a choice between that and chutney, oh, you fucking bet I'll go for chutney. Chutney's fucking amazing. I had a brunch today with my girlfriend and a friend, and the only reason why I picked this particular meal over the Eggs Benedict was because it had a, like, a, a, a chutney on it, like a beetroot chutney, and, oh, my God, it tied the whole meal together. Mm. Big Lebowski's Matt tied the room together. My, you know, beetroot chutney 
tied the whole dish together. It was absolutely delicious. Guys, good band name, good songs. I'm going to love it. Chutney Talk, it's out now. Uh, go and check out their socials to keep an eye out for where they'll be playing this year. You know, lockdown's pending. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> after that. Oh, yeah, this actually, this is probably one of my favourites for the, the week in terms of the production. Ryan Meeking with Endless Run. Now, this guy, oh, I tell you what, I was- I thought, you know, it's good music. It's good music. Can't can't blame can't blame you for wanting to play it. But this guy's had some fucking features. Tell you what, being played on shows such as Suits, So You Think You Can Dance, Teen Wolf. So they've got the whole fucking spectrum of TV shows there. You got smart ass legal humor. That's ticked off. Yeah, the um, reality TV that's been ticked off. Um, the the swooning sixteen year old girls over like six pack. You know. Fucking vampires. That's been ticked off. Okay, full disclosure. I I haven't fully watched any of those shows, but I have friends that like at least one of them. So, you know, whatever. I've probably offended half our audience. But you know what? Mm. Ah, beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. But yeah, where is he from? Oh, that's right. He's from Melbourne. Local fucking represent. Anya, Anya Ryan. Uh, apparently going to be playing a show at Small Time Brunswick. Thursday, the 12th of August. Is that next week? I believe that's next week. It is next week. Come on, guys. Give yourself a fucking- Do yourself a fucking favour and go and watch him live if you're around. All ages, so no excuse that you have small kids. Send them along. I'm sure it's going to be swear-free, unlike this show. But yeah, um, go and book table at small time so you don't miss out on your tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Verasso, for those two wonderful tracks, which we are going to play now. What are they? Those of you with the bad memories say it is Chutney with Talk and Ryan Meeking with Endless Run right here on Bar Talk on AMR.
Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. Never on time. Never asleep. Hands in the air like you live in the dream. Life at the party, I'm too scared to leave. Always alright. Never alone. A crown and a scepter on your golden throne. So many shoulders you could sit it on. But I don't care if you sing out a key. I'm in love. Oh, boys, girls, how good, 
How good. Yeah, that was Ryan Meeking with Endless Run. And before that, Chutney with Talk right here on Bar Talk. Yeah, let's talk about some more shit. Because you know what? Let's do it, bro. Let's do it, bros. Let's do it, bros. Everybody here, come on. <laughs> oh, what even was that? I'm, I've had enough. It's just been a hectic weekend, folks. Um, yeah, I made the most of the fact we're not in lockdown last night and had a proper session on the town. Went to some classic Melbourne uh, bars in the CBD. Uh, played a gig at the workers' club in the afternoon and... Uh, you know, we, we did all kinds of things. Good times. You know, made the most of this 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 unlocked down Sydney city, Sydney. <laughs> oh God, I love this place. Um, what I do love as well is uh, everything that AMR is doing. Please go and check out too uh, the website. As I said before, AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. The reason being is there's not only podcasts. There are like live outside broadcasted interviews the other day like as of like around the same time we released last last episode we had a taylor sheridan speak to us at suki lounge um from a recent gig he did there and um, of course i'm talking about the premix our write-ups now i did one recently if you haven't gone and read it do it because i'm pretty fucking proud of it and and um jody the artist i wrote about so i wrote about jody's um who is a Sydney singer, songwriter, and uh, pop artist, and she came out with a single called Blink a little while back. Um, I was she was very kind to let us uh, lay our thoughts bare on that one, and she was very happy with the outcome. So thank you, Jody. You're a bloody legend. Uh, go go read it because if the artist gives me the thumbs up, you know I'm doing something right. I don't know first time in my life, am I right? But not only that. Um, there will be another one up this week, probably as of release. I don't want to give the specifics out, but if it is, go and, go and read it. Suze has done another one this week as well. So, yeah, please, please, please do check them out because we put our heart and soul in these these write-ups and they need more love. Ita, you have to tell us your thoughts on our thoughts, you know. <laughs> but I, I digress. Um, go and check out AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. It is the first point of call, as I said before, where you can find out everything AMR-related, uh, apart from, obviously, our socials which I'll talk about real soon. But um, I'm going to quickly briefly mention too as well, I should thank, yeah, I should thank before I get carried away, uh, AMR's business and community partners, including Suki Lounge. The aforementioned Suki Lounge. They do a lot of great gigs there and they're open again. And uh, of course, um, Drum Power Music Factory Direct. They're in Bayswater. Giving us some good, always given good advice and good equipment. You love your Adam and the crew. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Now, I said before, I wasn't lying. I said we had a few songs come through from the artists themselves, and we featured three of them. So far, we've only played one that's been a self-sent. Well, I'm very happy to say that the last two songs we're going to finish on this week are indeed sent by the artists themselves, which you know how much I love. AMRAirplayAtMail.com. Send us your tracks. But um, first off, we have a very talented R&B singer, uh, an Australian slash Vietnamese uh, singer-songwriter, Pachinko, and his new song called Laneway Girl, which is out now, his first release of this year, actually. And I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised about the themes of this. Now, here I was thinking that Laneway Girl was was the aftermath of you having a dirty hookup in some CBD laneway from a- Well, if you've been kicked out from a bar for have, acting perverse- <laughs> But no, it's actually a bit more, it's a bit more, you know, um, innocent than that. It's actually about falling in love 
with the idea of love. And uh, he, the Lane Way in the Laneway Girl is, in fact, inspired by the fact he went to Laneway 2019 and that got him really into just wanting to release music, and which I think is a great story. I think it's a really great story because at the end of the day, you can't lose sight of what the end goal is. It's about really, you know, when you're playing music and that is to express your love for music to other people and have those other people really understand it and really enjoy your songs. So, yeah, great stuff, Pachinko. Um, I really liked how it's just full-on three, four-time R&B. Now, that is what I call sensual central. Really reminiscent of like the 90s, 2000s, classic R&B period. And um, yeah, I guess even newer artists, because he specifically mentions artists like The Weeknd, Frank Ocean, that sort of thing. And I, I get that. This like, so that, that, th- that throwback style is very popular. So, I don't blame him, but he's, he's done a good job here. And I'm certainly looking forward to more music. He promises us- uh, with the big asterisks that there will be more music to come in the rest of the year. So, we are waiting with attentive ears, Pachinko. Now, ending off. Mm, yes, yes, lovely. I do love it when we do get to finish on a simple yet well-done acoustic track. Finally, after all this, <laughs> all this slew of indie pop, I'd get one acoustic song in there. Coconut Shy with Henrietta Stone. No, not Henrietta Stone. <laughs> Why Stone? What Stone got to come with it? Henrietta Street. Don't get that confused. No, don't worry. I've got the um the songs correctly listed in the in the episode description. Read that if you don't want to fuck up how to find the songs. But no, Coconut Shy uh, is the artist. Henrietta Street's the name of the song. But yeah, uh, Coconut Shy is the um, stage name or moniker of Joseph Mackney, who is a singer-songwriter based in Melbourne, local represent again. And Henrietta Street is one of the songs off a new EP he released called Japantown. And yeah, he's, he's out there. He's busy in the Melbourne music scene doing heaps of open mics and that. So, I, I bet you ask, Joseph, we have met before at an open mic because I was probably drunk which is probably why I don't remember. But please forgive me because I, I, it gives me an excuse to say why I don't remember everyone I've met. But there's a lot of people you've got to understand. So, I bet you have met before, Joseph. And I'm sure it'll be a pleasure when we meet again. But yeah, Henrietta Street, there's no particular single off the, the EP. It's just um, three awesome um, songs by a great singer-songwriter who's doing his own thing. So, I love it. I love it. I love that they have the confidence to, to tell us to play <laughs> their music, but when it's this good, we, we certainly have to oblige. Yeah. I love his huskiness too in the vocals. I did like that. It really matches the um really matches the tone and the theme. Well not the theme, but like, you know, the sound of the song. I can't think of words, folks. I I, I feel like we need to wrap this up nice and quick before I embarrass myself any further. But yeah, great stuff, guys. Great stuff to the both of you. Keep it keep it up. It's great to see what you're doing and that you're doing it well and without any help. You're an independent artist that don't need no big man at the top. I love it. Thank you guys so much for listening too. I do like how you can deal with my bullshit every week. I promise you we'll be back next week with another episode. We've got some great co-hosts lined up for you in the coming weeks, and I'm sure we'll have some great interviews as well. Uh, Thank you to all the artists. Thank you, you beautiful folks, for listening. 
Um, make sure you go and check out AMRs and Bar Talk socials for AMR. It's AMR underscore Australia on Twitter and Instagram. AMR Australia on Facebook. For Bar Talk, it's Bar Talk on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, make sure you follow us, subscribe, review us, rate us on wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you go and check out AustralianMusiciansRadio.com for all things AMR and beyond. Well, I guess it's to infinity for me. And to these songs for you. Yeah, we'll be back next week, folks. But right now, Pachinko with Laneway Girl and Coconut Shy with Henrietta Stone. Right here on, you know the name. Look at it in the description. It's Talk Bar with Manuel Demper.
lights and snowy roads, moonlit smiles comfort me. Radio.com